This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayishlach. Parshas Vayishlach is a very significant parsha. Yaakov Avinu, after having been 20 years by his father-in-law, Lavan, returns home to Eretz Yisrael. In this parsha of confrontation, you have Yaakov meeting up with the guardian angel of Esav, and, as the Torah tells us, Vayivaser Yaakov Levado will return to this Pasuk shortly. Yaakov literally remained alone. Vayayovek Ish Imo, and literally a man wrestled with him, Ad Alos HaShachar, until the break of dawn. And the Ramban, Nachmanides, in his commentary on this Pasuk, is so powerful, says the Ramban, it's not only that the Torah is telling us of an incident in the life of Yaakov, more important and more significant, it refers to the Jewish people. And, says the Ramban, the Torah is telling us, A, the Jewish people will be alone. B, there's going to be a struggle. There's going to be a constant wrestling between Israel, the descendants of Yaakov, and the guardian angel of Esav, Rome, and the rest of society. Ad alos hashachar, literally until the end of the night, which is the Golos, which is the long exile that we pray we are very much at the end of, we, we are presently in Jewish history. And what is going to be the outcome? Look a little further. The Torah tells us we're in chapter 32. Yaakov's being alone was Pasuk 25. And if you look further, the Torah tells us in Pasuk 32, Vayizrach lo Hashemesh, literally the sun rose for him, the sun heals him from his wound that he received, which, by the way, in this parasha, you have the third mitzvah that is found in the book of Bereshis, that of the prohibition of eating the Gid HaNasheh, the sinew on the thigh, because Yaakov was injured by the angel when he fought with him. So the Torah tells us what's going to be the end. The end is going to be good. But unfortunately, says the Ramban, in the process, Yaakov is hit in the area of procreation, thereby telling us that unfortunately he will lose children throughout history. 
either to persecution or to assimilation. I'd like to focus on those three words, Vayivoseer, Yaakov Levado, and Yaakov was left alone. And the Gemara in Chulin, Tzadi Aleph Amar Aleph, 91a, understands this Pasuk to mean not only literally that Yaakov was alone, thereby providing the environment and arena for him to be attacked, but furthermore, addressing why he was alone. After all, the Torah tells us in the immediate preceding verses that Vayikochem, Yaakov took his family, Vayavirem Eshanochal, he literally brought them and crossed over the stream, Vayaver Eshashelo, and he brought over as well all his possessions, or I should say his possessions. However, Vayavaser Yaakov Levado, then Yaakov was left alone. And the word Levado is understood not simply that he was alone, but as the Das Zakenim, Bibali Atosvos point out, Altikri Levado don't only understand the word Levado to mean alone, but rather Lechado, but for his literally jars, for his quote incidentals, namely that Yaakov went back to retrieve Pachim Ketanim, incidentals, what you and I would call. And at first glance, it seems most challenging to understand why Yaakov would put himself at risk of being mugged for some jugs and what we would think to be not very important or significant items, and especially Yaakov is a comfortable man, or he's a very rich man. So, listen carefully. Rebbe Lazar, in the Gemara Chulin, teaches us that regarding the tzaddikim, mikan tzaddikim shechaviv aleyem mamonam, we see that regarding the righteous, their property is most precious to them. Why? The fishem poshtin yedeim begezel, for they do not engage in thievery; they don't engage in stealing. Now, Rav Yosef Salant, Zechatzadik Levracha, in his Be'er Yosef, offers the following very keen insight. He quotes the Gemara in Yuma. Lamid Ches Amid Beis that teaches in the name of Benzoma that and I quote Bishimcha literally by your name Yikraucha are you singled out Uvimkomcha Yoshivucha literally you get and you are put in your place what's coming to you Mishalcha Yitnulacha literally what's coming to you is you will get an ein adam nogeya b'muchan lechaviro. No one literally encroaches upon that which is coming to you or the next one. And v'ein malchus nogas b'chaverta afilu 
kimlo nima, meaning that the reign of one king cannot usurp nor encroach the reign of his predecessor even a hair's breadth. In simple English, everything that comes to you is given to you with exactitude. One's livelihood and position in life is destined with incredible precision on high. And therefore, Hashem thus gives each person what they need, when they need it. Therefore, everything that one is given is given them to fulfill their unique function and destiny in this world. Just like the Orachayim HaKadosh explains on the Pasuk in Shmos in Mishpatim, Im Kesef Eshami, when you lend money to my people, Imach, to the poor person who is with you, it means that Hashem entrusted you with additional money. Why? To lend to the poor. Or more specifically, Hashem gave you what the poor individual needs. What the Ani needs, Imach is with you, so that you have the opportunity to give. And therefore, what's at stake here is the concept of Ashgacha Pratis, divine providence. And Yaakov is teaching how everything is to be appreciated, everything is to be evaluated, and ultimately utilized in a productive fashion. And therefore, Yaakov is teaching that there is no such thing as pachim ketanim. There's no such thing as something which is incidental, something which is unnecessary. If God has given it to a person, it's to be used. And therefore, Yaakov Avinu goes back for pachim ketanim. There's a delicious medrash that substantiates this lesson. The Yalkut Shimoni in Rus chapter 607, relates that a pious person, a chassid, lost his fortune, and while working as a day laborer, Eliyahu Navi appeared to him, offered him six good years of plenty, and he was to choose if he wanted them now or at the end of his life, ensuring that he wouldn't have to worry in his retirement years. He consulted with his intelligent wife, who advised him, take the good years immediately. And miraculously, their children found a treasure to maintain them comfortably for six years. His wife of sterling character said that once Hashem has shined His countenance upon them, they should share their wealth with others. Perhaps He, Hashem, would extend their good fortune. And she had her child transcribe daily their charitable acts and beneficence. At the end of six years, Elio came and announced that the divine infusion was over, and he came to retrieve the remaining monies. And the man said, as I took the money based upon the counsel of my wife, I will only return the balance with her counsel. Her response was, Tell Eliyahu, if you have found more deserving individuals to entrust the money, then take it. Thereupon Hashem evaluated their acts of kindness and showered them with more blessings, enabling them to do more kindness. I believe that the lesson that Yaakov is teaching 
regarding actualizing potentials is not only to be understood regarding one's material possessions, but indeed all virtues, all characteristics that each and every individual is endowed with. And thus, on the Pasuk in Bereshis, Na'aseh Adam, let us make man. The Mepharshim explains so powerfully that Hashem said, Man who is created last, I'll take from all the creations, from all the creatures, and I'll incorporate the unique yet diversified qualities of each and infuse them into man. Each person is given, however, a different mix of all of the above traits. And, as the Yiddish expression goes, alles by enum, no one has it all. However, what you do have, don't squander. What you do have, don't allow it to remain unused and certainly not misused. And therefore, one who's blessed with more chachma, with more wisdom, and the ability to discern and analyze, dare not waste and allow and allowed to lie dormant his intellectual abilities. And similarly, with one's health, one must appreciate this gift and nurture God's gift of health and even one's physical appearance. And I'll tell you something on a very personal note. I encouraged my young children, when they were young, to brush their teeth. How? By telling them they should brush Hashem's teeth. It was nothing less than a gift that Hashem had given them, and therefore they had to take care of them. Courage, leadership, and strength are among the many qualities that Pachim Kitanim teaches. We have to be careful not to allow them to be wasted. And it's interesting that Rebbe Luz said that the Tzadikim are careful with their possessions as they do not engage in theft. And I'd like to suggest, what does that mean? Not only literally that they don't engage in stealing, the Vilna Gaon, as cited at the end of the Sefer Malas HaTorah, written by his brother, Rabbi Avram, based upon the Pasuk, and that which we say in the davening, Vesein Chelkeinu Besorah Secha, grant our share in your Torah. The Go'on notes that as each person has their specific tafkid, their purpose and function to contribute to this world, Hashem endows them with the necessary qualities and virtues to accomplish that tafkid and succeed. And just as at the conclusion of Yom Kippur. In the Ne'ila service, we ask for forgiveness. Leman nechdal me'oshek yodeinu, from the theft in our hands. And what does that mean? It means all of us are stealing. So Rav Salvechik Zechron Levracha suggested that indeed, at the core of all sins is theft. What does that mean, stealing? Misusing Hashem's gifts to us in a way that Hashem never intended. And similarly, Yaakov's returning for Pachim Kitanim demonstrates that 
not actualizing our abilities and potential, that too is a form of thievery. That too is a form of stealing, having received gifts from Hashem, but failed to use them to their fullest. And therefore, the very powerful lesson that comes out of Parshas Fayishlach is that there's no such thing as Pachim Ketanim. And may we be privileged to use all the gifts that Hashem has given us in the right way. Shabbat Shalom to all.